Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering the novella, The Eleventh Medal. Enjoy! All right, welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Cosmere Eats. Big one five. We finished one book and then, yep, can you hear me? <clears throat> yeah, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> we finished one book and now we are moving on to a short story. So, and by short story, I mean short. So, tonight, probably petite. A very petite little story. And we'll do this from time to time. Add the little novellas or the little short stories in between. Uh, a lot, though, before we started recording, even asked me, is like, is this all we're supposed to read? <laughs> <laughs> I sure like, did. I was in disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, we're just doing the 11th medal. So if you have not read the 11th medal uh, and you don't want to be spoiled about what it's all about, uh, feel free to come back and watch this or listen to this when you have. Um, or if you don't care, stick around. Um, if you want to find it, I believe it's on Brandon Sanderson's website that you can find a copy of it there. Or it's also in um, Arcanium Unbounded, uh, which is a collection of short stories and a bunch of other stuff about the Cosmere. Um, so you can go there. Also, it was originally written for a role-playing Tabletop game. So they made like kind of a Dungeons and Dragons Mistborn game that Brandon Sanderson signed off on. And the creators of the game asked uh, Sanderson if uh, if he could write like a little story to go to in the beginning of the game. And this is what he wrote. So, and it became canon when he officially added it on. So that's how actually how this came about. <laughs> yeah, it was a great little uh, background about that, about yeah. how that occurred. It was like, so a role playing game. And it was like, he was one to flesh things out a little bit. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, get a little By the way, are, are we supposed to know what Arcanum is? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, Good. It's kind of, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Um, Ipa's in chat. Ipa will probably tell me otherwise. He's our, he's the Mistborn expert, our Cosmere expert. Um, but yeah, Arcanum, it's, it's found in all the Cosmere stuff, and it's kind of like the glossary. Like, so, like, behind oh. each book, there's an R's Arcanum at the end of each book. Okay. Um, that, that, so this is the Arcanum Unbounded. So it's just like all the extra stuff. Beyond all the... It's yeah. like glossary, but like extra. Beyond the lore. Yeah, gotcha. all the extra all stuff. Because right. okay. there's a lot of lore next. that doesn't happen in the books that Brandon Sanderson yeah. has created. I mean, so right. like there's... Um, obviously, uh, I didn't have you read more than this. There's a postscript as well. It is a little spoiler because it gets into a little bit more of the stuff that happens later. Um, and then if right before this is a thing on the schedule system. Uh, yeah, so there you go, Epa. It's the deep lore. Uh, it's, it's the Arcanium. Okay. It's the deep lore yeah. for the Cosmere. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then there's a whole section about the schedule system, which is where Mistborn takes place. Um, uh, the, the, the solar system. It's called the schedule system. Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff there. But that also is very spoilery. 
So <laughs> we'll eventually, I mean, eventually you guys can read all that stuff. Uh, when mm -hmm. Those things aren't stories. They're just more just lore and just like explaining how he created the different and what they're the metaphysics behind the planets and things like that, or what he tried to compare it to. So like Scadrial, uh Mistborn world is closest to earth uh, of any of his planets. Okay. Not necessarily the magic system, just in the size and the geography and the everything else. Mm -hmm. So like, he, he goes into the physics of everything. There's another mm -hmm. system where, like, I give you an example. Uh, you notice in the, it doesn't explain why, but they can like jump really, really far. And then he explains in Arcane Unbound that that's because that planet is smaller than Earth and has a has less gravity. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, because yeah. at this point, the the only like reason we should know what Skadrial is is by looking at the map in the book, right? Because they don't even mention right. it. Yeah, they only mentioned. Yeah, and remember, and I have no map because I'm doing audiobook. So, right. yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just want to make sure it wasn't something that was like, oh, Arcanum, Alondo. It's, that's actually the, uh, the 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 chemical they breathe. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> Arcanum. You know, exactly, that. exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's just deep lore. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I just let that stuff float by for now. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to do too. <laughs> but I have a feeling yeah. like everything else. I feel like he mentioned something. Mm -hmm. Then it's like it's like minor point, and then later on, it's like, well, remember back in chapter three, he actually mentioned <laughs> you should remember it's actually the toilet paper used on this planet. And you didn't, <laughs> I was like, oh, dog, the it's, it's the equivalent of Charmin here. Okay, I get, I get you now. All right, we call them stank wipes, yeah, stank wipes, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Merchandising, my there you people. Go. Hey, wait, Dude, where, where's our graphic designer? Get, yeah. get another one. <laughs> Stay wipes. Um, so quick announcements. Uh, there are none. Uh, so we'll just be right along. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got nothing. Uh, we're, we're, we're moving forward with stuff, but uh, yeah, we got like nothing really different than our normal, our normal broadcasting. Um, mm -hmm. so Tuesdays and, and Sundays for right now. Um, I guess is it next weekend? What, what week is it? What day is today? Um, Today's yeah, the we, sixth, I think. Yeah, not it's not next weekend. So yeah, no, 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 no announcements. Um, also, a quick little tidbit. You know, I've been doing locations a lot. I haven't really been talking about some of the social media. Actually, I did create a Facebook uh, page as well for us. I did. Oh, cool. I have not finished it. It's live, but I haven't finished it. So eventually, I'll start pushing okay. that out there. Be like, hey, here's our Facebook. Um, and I guess I'll have to start editing or actually put a post on there too. But um, I'm horrible about that with the little reads. So good luck. Um, you might get some Facebook stuff. We'll see. Um, but Twitter, we've hit over 600 followers on Twitter. So we're, we're, we're growing there. Um, nice. Yeah. Just little, 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 not, I don't know if it's a milestone or not. Just wanted to share that. Uh, also another idea for, going forward i don't want to do it for the first book and i know some other content creators have done this for other series and i've always loved the idea but i didn't want to do it for wheel of time because i know another wheel of time content creator that does it i don't know anyone who does it for cosmere which is if you guys like the idea we'll do it and i know i'll throw it to you right now without ever giving you any chance to think about it <laughs> so you don't okay. have to answer Off but what do you guys Let's think go. about doing a cosmere bingo card for each book where you guys like oh. come up with some wacky okay. ideas and things you want to happen or things you think are going to happen, and then so we create a bingo I'm the card. I'm the guy that creates meeting bingo cards 
I have an Excel program because I'm a nerd like that that actually oh, nice. makes it easy to like create like these like randomized bingo cards and stuff. Oh. <laughs> you are speaking my language right now. <laughs> so yeah, Terrace that's a hard yes, yes on Alondo. <laughs> so you guys have to come up with some of the ideas though. So you call us some of your predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we don't do it right now. I mean, obviously not right this second, but before yeah, next week's yeah, episode, yeah. we'll introduce oh, the man. bigger card and see what we can check off. I'm gonna so get, get my scratch space. pad together, man. I'm starting right now, like just every so often. It was like, oh yeah, 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 this thing, and uh, write down some, and it could be like completely off the wall. Like I right, want right. Vin to wear purple. One. I mean, mm-hmm. and that could be a bingo. I mean, bingo doesn't have to be necessarily like a crazy prediction. It could oh, be, oh yeah, yeah, stupid stuff too. <laughs> right. Every time, just don't make it, don't time, make it obvious. Like Vin every speaks. time Breeze <laughs> makes somebody feels like an idiot. <laughs> Boom. That's a, that's a drinking game. Uh, well, that's true. That's not bingo. And you're that's getting drunk. <laughs> that's just a drinking game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I'll get some input. To, uh, I don't know. People, other people. Yeah. Get you guys. You, you guys. Yeah. I mean, or, or or throw that out to the um, to the Discord. Yeah. Get her to help me. Yeah. Oh, but it can't I, be spoilery rather, though. Yeah, it can't be spoilery. It has to be first time readers. So I think it's coming from you guys. Our right. can help. So it's got to be. It's got to be like really broad yeah. strokes. Yeah. Just predictions or things you think mm-hmm. will happen. Yeah, our, our even things you don't think will happen are you know just kind of off the wall things. And if it happens, right. you're like Holy every crap, time a oh, oh, you know like bingo card entry could be Scott gets scared of the mist. Boom. There okay. you go. Yeah, there you there gotta be, yeah, that's an easy yeah. one though. You gotta get some predictions in there too. Like, <laughs> oh, predictions. Yeah. Oh man, shoot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Because I feel like I might have had bingo already. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it too easy. <laughs> Got to get predictions in there. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so let's jump right into Eleventh Metal. Um, and Ipa Ipa approves of this idea. So yep, mm, there you go. Mm, Ipa approves. I'm, then I'm in. Then I'm in. So. Yeah. All right. So the Eleventh Metal. So um, yeah, we start with Kelsier. Um, he's holding a piece of paper and he's trying to get it right. And we learn that the picture that he carries around everywhere is in the, in the first book is not. An original. The original was destroyed, but he's sitting there trying to, from memory, try to copy this picture of this flower. This flower. Right. Uh, and he can't quite get it right. So that, that picture he gives to Min, or Vin, on the on the note uh, of the flower and writes the note on there is actually is a copy because the original one was destroyed. Right. I thought that was a nice little touch. little backstory there. Um, and so, you know, we get immediately jumped right in. So this where this takes place. So we well, well, quick question, quick comment mm-hmm. about this, because I have been wondering about this the whole time. How does mayor know about flowers? Was it lore that she picked up from somebody? Has she, did she live an extraordinarily long life? I, mm-hmm. I don't, I never got that laid out for me. And I always expected it to be kind of come up because it seemed like she knew some things pre, uh, uh, yeah, we'll say mist and uh, ash and fire and maybe, <laughs> maybe a keeper. I don't know. Um, I, but yeah, so I'm, I'm a terrorist man. I mean, maybe so that order. question mark is like there. <laughs> I'm like, why does Mayor know about flowers? Yeah, oh, yeah, anyway. yes. Yeah, so, so we're the interjection there. Yeah, no, you're good. So, where this takes place, it's uh, this is right after Kel, um. Pretty much escapes the path of has said. I think it's only like three weeks later. It's not long. Yeah, because um, his uh, scars are still fresh. like healing. They are just yeah. just healed essentially. Yeah, right. And he's met this guy named Gimmel, 
who, um, you know, is kind of his trainer and he's kind of a weird in- individual. We'll get more into his character in a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, we, we meet him almost immediately of him just kind of being, you know, kind of cr- crude towards Kel, I guess is uh, our, our lack of sympathy or empathy uh, for Kel at all. Just this is, he's he like I said he's an interesting character. We'll get more into him, but yeah. Kel picked him because he's the only Mistborn that he knows of that's not noble. So he he's learning how to be a Mistborn, uh, and Kel's very new at being a Mistborn right here, and not very good mm-hmm. at it. Um, so that's kind of where we start. Um, you and know, we don't with, know why. We don't know why Kel just became a Mistborn. I, it, it, it's not really laid yeah. out exactly. Well, it lays out in the first book. That he snapped. Kind of. while, I mean, he snapped while he was after Mayor died. Yeah, but I mean, we don't understand how that sure. works. Yes. Good point. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying because Vin, Vin is a misborn and has been able to exhibit those characteristics. Yeah. Why was it that Kel, like, he had to have this traumatic event happen and then it like turns on for him? It's like it's not sure. really laid out, and I feel like that's. There's some more there sure. that's going to come up later. Okay. So, yeah, just putting that good. out there. Yeah, I'm curious um, what the what the tie to like snapping and Mistborn. If there's a tie to like snapping in real life. Yeah, well, I mean, he he Kel had a there there was a chapter where where Kel talks to Vin about that, saying that like all Mistings, not just Mistborn, but all Mistings have to have a snap. But because she had such a rough life, who knows when hers was? It probably was when she was young. Um, whereas he had more of a sheltered life, so. Maybe that's why he didn't snap when he was younger, is because he never had a. It's usually a, almost a life, a life-threatening experience. Yeah, but if you're if you're a nobleman, you're not going through a snap. You're not going through a traumatic event, right? I mean, or, yeah, or maybe point. they do. Maybe maybe they take him out in the forest. And you're like, ah, make it home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like made him like go through the. I don't know. Maybe this is like you know the, the awakening okay. they all have to. Do. Who yeah. knows? But again. I'm curious. I'm very curious okay. about this whole thing. So. It's also it's also interesting that he was in the pits of Hassan, but he was a noble prior to that. Yeah. So, so I mean, how did he was he, he, he... he wasn't raised in normal ska. Yeah. Right. Like, so his his mother was ska, I think, and his father was noble. Right. But uh they kept it a secret that his mom was a ska and he was raised pretty much in noble society. Because he knows, uh, what's, what's the? I think that's isn't there like, like a language or something that he knows that? Um, yeah, uh, Luthadel. I mean, he, he references the the dialect of Luthadel, which the is, dialect. Thank you. Which is yeah, the capital, yeah. which, which throws people off that he knows mm-hmm. this like dialect. You know, right? Like, makes it like all it's like you know, so you know. you're going to the country of England and you're talking with a Cockney accent, and then also you have a posh British accent from posh London. British. A Porsche bridge, and it's like, oh, you're from London. You're a Londoner, versus oh. a Cockney accent. It's cool, uh, isn't it? <laughs> our our, our Welsh makes... accent, our Welsh accent, which I can't even try to do because I won't be able to small swallow my. Oh Lord, enough. have mercy! No, no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and to all it, of my it, English it, listeners, I am sorry about my butchering of trying to do different dialects of English. <laughs> to everyone from from right. the UK, yeah. Um, our 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 Wales, not necessarily England. Wales is a different country. I've been yelled at before for that. All part of Great Britain, though. <laughs> yes, but don't ever call a Welsh man an English man. Oh, it's good just, God, no. Oh, I, I made that mistake. Um, I was uh, sailing uh, north of Australia, and another boat pulls up next to us, and I get on the radio, and I call over, and he comes back, 
and he has a British United Kingdom accent. And I wasn't good enough to pick out the different types of accents. So mm-hmm. I got back in the room. I was like, oh, we got an Englishman next to us. He goes, I'm fucking Welsh. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, right, right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catch you later. See you later, man. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so Kel's looking at this picture. Gimel just tells Kel, like, get over it. She betrayed you. Like, move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Gimel moves on and moves forward, you know, towards towards I guess their next target, which is the city that's outside, like kind of the countryside. Helen <laughs> the butcher butchering accents, sorry. Uh, he just killed all British. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we have no British listeners. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so they're looking at all these different keeps outside. Because I guess it's a conglomerate of a bunch of different noble houses that are far outside. They're not normal Luthadel, not as high and mighty. But they pick one particular one. And Kel's kind of wondering why they're picking this one. And Gimel's being kind of secretive about it. Won't really tell him anything. Just like, hey, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um and Kel's like, all right, well, I'll just play nobleman and walk right in. I'll have a little accent, and they'll just let me in. And they're like, and Gimel's like, you're not thinking like an Alamancer. Stop. Like, you're thinking like a thieving yeah. crew, like a thief trying to play. You don't need a disguise. You're a misborn. You brute force. We go in there and just smash everything. <laughs> like, right, right, like, right, right. It's just this this dichotomy of, like, Kel, who was a, one of the best thieves in the world before he was caught, Um and wants to do things subtly in more espionage and more clandestine. Whereas um, Gimel, the Mistborn, is like, no, you're a Mistborn now. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We can just smash things. It's like, you know, even ask him, like, what kind of elements are you going to use? He's like, well, I figured I'd use emotional elements. He, like, suit them right. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. And you don't want to hear that noise. Upset. Yeah, he's like, no. <laughs> like, nah, those nah, nah. those are useless, useless kind of thing. You he's, know, like, like, he's like, we, we bring swagger around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, no, 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 no. I need you. I need you to step your step your game up, please. You know. Yeah. Is that All a that question? Subtle nonsense. Do you think Gimel is crazy? Think. <laughs> Kel says it. <clears throat> I, I mean, know Kel like, says he, it, but do you think, as a reader, that Gimel is crazy? Yeah. Uh, the, he's been through some shit. Yeah, right. See, that's what I think. Is this man has been through like all the things, and I, we don't know quite how old he is. But you know, you just have to assume he's been through some things. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I had no reason. He's, to half, he, he's half crazy. He's half crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the, he's the he's the old man from Dodgeball. Like dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. He means well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he even says that. It's like you know, hey, we're misborn. We fight. We don't talk. Like that's not what yeah, we do. Yeah. It's like misborn are above simple talking tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and Kel thinks, you know, well, I'll just use all the tools I can. I can. Like, why would I just stick to just the brute force stuff? Like, I have a, now opened myself to the ability to all these different things. Why don't I use everything? Um, you know, I mean, you brought the dodgeball reference. That's one of my favorite movies. And now, like, all I can do is just think of all these references. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can do dodgeball oh. references. Is it crazy um, to drink my own urine? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Santa What the flavor? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Right. But he Great also, movie. during all this, he feels like he feels something shift in him emotionally as he's looking towards his keep and as he's having this conversation. Like, 
he's talking about his emotions. It's a lot, very deep chapter where he's talking about how he feels numb to everything, how he doesn't really care. But then he also wants to elements. He, and he thinks about his friends and he thinks about, you know, the crew he left behind. All these thoughts are running through him constantly as they're getting ready to do this job or whatever they're doing. And as all this emotions running through him, Gimel asks him, he's like, well, do you want to kill? You know, do you, do you want to kill nobleman? Kill? Like, Gimel asks Kel that. Kel's like, hesitant at first. He's not the, he's not the Kel that we know. It's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. kill the nobleman. And you kind of see a little bit of how much Gimel rubbed off on Kel. Like, right. I got like a this lot chapter. of parallels with the Kelvin training stuff. And you can yeah. see how it distilled over. Yeah, yeah, the lack of the lack of caring about killing noblemen mm-hmm. definitely came from Gimble. And then another thing as well is the uh is is dismissing other alimentic powers. Like yeah. Like basically like Gimble's thought process for being misborn is well, you can use both iron and steel. So we can push and pull. Therefore, most people can only do one of the two. Because we can do both of those, that's the best metals to use. We're just well, gonna fly around, throw just, stuff, and pull stuff, and we don't need yeah. to use anything else. He just <laughs> and he just gets the cocktails like drink this. And yeah. he's like, What? He's like, you burn them all. <laughs> he's like, Do I have to? He's like, yeah, boy. I'm like, geez, dude. He's like, he's there's no subtlety to this dude whatsoever. He's yeah. like, burn all eight metals right now. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kelly even thinks it's wasteful. Like, this is wasteful yeah. to burn everything. Like, why are we right. why are we doing this? Uh yeah. You know, it and it, it and Kel, you know, kind of looks off at it. You get a little backstory that Kel grew up privileged privileged. Um, you know, whereas Gimel I think is more of a true ska. Yeah. Uh and, you know, and that came up a bunch of times during the first book. But yeah, it's um it's definitely this interesting little backstory. So just want to get your guys' thoughts on all this before we actually get into um into it into the actual entry in the building or heading towards the keep go with thoughts go. Of this this interaction well what? then had um came in right mm-hmm. for a while when she was with the thieves and yep. he was abusive and pretty disgusting to her and then she got in with kel and crew where she was like trained and i think kel was was really easy I don't want to say easy, but like patient and understanding and training her. So she kind of had both sides. Whereas with um, Gimmel and Kel, it's like <clears throat> Gimmel means well, but he's really, really hard and like borderline abusive towards uh, towards Kel, right? But mm-hmm. he does it, I think, because he sees Kel's potential. He knows he's been through some stuff and like, he's at a turning point. Right. So mm-hmm. it's almost like Gimmel is like the training methods of Cayman and Kel to Vin mm-hmm. combined. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that that's kind of what I thought when I was reading through it. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Alanda, you have thoughts about it? Um, I mean, Gimmel's a hard dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a drill instructor. Real talk. This is a drill instructor in the military. He's like, I don't want you to ask questions. You just need to go ahead and do the thing and the thing. And I'm like, oh man, okay. So this this is this is how you do it, I guess. And I mean, to be de- to be dead honest with you, though, the thing that was most off putting to me is Kel because we're so used to a different Kel, and yeah. we're getting Kel immediately after right. coming from the pits of Hafsen, and it's like. He is 
he is like, oh man, I don't know if I want to go out here and kill the people. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not get past that. I'm sorry. Sure. I, Gimel, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Sure. Yeah, crazy dude. All right. We, we, we appreciate you, crazy bastard. But Kel is just like, he's like docile and demure and the whole deal. And right. I'm like, it's so interesting seeing a different perspective of this guy and realizing, yeah, at one point in time, he was the Vin, you know, right. sure. back in the day, who was coming up and coming to grips with his powers, his abilities. Yeah. And so I just latched onto that when I was reading reading this. So yeah. Ape, that's yeah. a good comment here. Uh, he always struck me as someone who isn't a very good teacher, but Kel really has no options. But- oh, right. So and, and Kel even says, like, out of desperation, like, I got to stick with this guy because I'm so right. determined I'm to so learn Alamancy. Yeah. Um, he, he also yeah. talks about the knot he's got within him, which I think stems from losing Mar. Right. Um, but he's, like, conflicted because he's like, I want to sit back in a corner and be depressed, blah, blah, blah. But he's also like, I have this guy who's pushing me forward. And, like, right. you know, and I'm like, I think – if I were facing a situation like that, I would hope for the same, right? Because you don't want to backtrack and like sit and cry. You got to do something about it, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, but what does that do for you? Right. <laughs> From yeah. 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 As a as a young man, it's good to have that. I think that yeah. drill yeah. instructor kind of. Uh huh. Full metal yeah. jacket. <laughs> yeah. So so they head out through the mist. Uh, they reach the wall. Gimel launches himself up over the wall or up top of the wall and. Kel goes to the coin and tries to do the same and awkwardly jumps because he's not used to this, not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as he gets to the top, immediately coins start shrieking at him, you know, and he blocks them or, you know, is able to, to divert them all away and realizes his gimbal throwing coins at him and launching them at him. And he even has this thought like he sometimes can't really decide whether it's him testing him or really gimbal's trying to kill him or not. Oh my like, goodness. Yeah. You, you, you keep <laughs> wondering that. Yeah. You, wonder you, come up later, you just keep wondering. It's like, is he trying to kill him? Kill him? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. He's kind of crazy. He was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, do- mm-hmm. you dodge a ridge, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> oh man. And that's Gimble's You're about his. You're about Rest as useful peace. as a poopy flavored lollipop. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rick Horn. He killed that role in Dodgeball, by the way. Uh, Zool, I found a way to go back to poop from last week. Oh, there nice. You go. There you go. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Also, he realizes that the mist seems I'm scared of Gimel. Like the yeah, mist is that, backing away, retracting. Not explained, Gimel. but it's not like explained? it's kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the, the mist kind of embraced Very. towards the end of the book, kind of embraced. Mm-hmm. Thin, but it's kind of re. I don't mm. know. Um, I, I guess it just doesn't want to be around again. Yeah. And like, huh? Why? Why is that? I mean, it's like a magnetic magnetic force thing. It's like, oh, he's part of the good ones, or he's part of the bad ones, or I, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, I wrote yeah. that down in the note too. I was like, what? Well, why is it? If if it's if there's this connection between the Mistborn and this Mist, why would a misborn have the mist kind of reject him or you mm. know want to retract from him i didn't get that mm. maybe I missed that. Yeah. so um kelly even asked at this point he's like what are we doing here and i love mm-hmm. his answer we're infiltrating the keep what do you think we're doing 
<laughs> why are you asking? Yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? It's a Thursday. <laughs> we, inf- we infiltrate keeps on Thursdays, right? So, yeah. Kel's like, but why? He's just like, Gimble's like, almost like really begrudgingly about like giving an answer. He's just like, there's something important there. Okay. That's yeah. what we're doing. Right. Um, and, you know, Kel sarcastic says, you know, what is it, the meaning of life? And, and then Gibble says, or he's asked, asked, what's the meaning of life? Or, you know, Kel sarcastically asked that. Mm-hmm. And, and then I love Gimble's response because I wonder if it actually is a hint to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because the answer is to die. And mm-hmm. that's, that's his answer, which there was in Douglas Adams, he wrote Hitchhiker's Guide, never said this, but the meaning of life, the universe, and everything, and Hitchhiker's Guide is 42. And he never explains why, but there's actually a mathematician that came up with the idea that actually, if you add up all the size of one dice, one die, it's 21. So two die is 42. So the meaning of life, the universe, and everything is two die. So there's a 42. That's the mm-hmm. that's the life. <laughs> Which actually, I wonder if they, there's a paper written about that. It's Dennis Adams never confirmed that, but I wonder if Brady's just gonna read that and put that line in there as a as a nod. It just makes me could be. Could be. It's like yes, what's the meaning? I mean, like? it, Sanderson's a smart dude. So. Yeah. Uh, and well-read dude. So is it possible? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say answer with 42. <laughs> there, there's the answer. The answer is always 42, right? The answer is always 42. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> what's, the, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and Gimbal doesn't even get the humor at all. Like, you know. Just, oh, well, it, it's you know. clearly laid down. This guy has no humor box. He has yeah. no switch. The funny, the funny bone was like removed as a child. He ain't none of that. Yeah. He's like, I ain't got the time for your yeah. nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and all Kel can think about is I just want to get back to my friends, mm-hmm. my old Stephen crew. At least they had humor. At least they were fun to be around. This guy's right. just not fun to be around at all. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be here. Um, <laughs> He's and I said three weeks. It's, it, it's been three months since Hathstone. It says it right here in the book. Yeah. So it's it's been three months. Uh, since oh, that's right. Was three he left the right. yeah. yeah. Um, and he can't return. He thinks he can't return till um, uh, till he f- thinks he's himself again. I mean, he feels like he's numb. Doesn't care. Um, it, it's really just yeah, numb. Um, after the events of what happened at the pits, he right. doesn't want to return back to his friends until he finds himself. Right. So, which is this new self with these new capabilities. With this new mission and new goal mm-hmm. and new mm-hmm. way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they get back to it. We get a lot of description of the keep. It's lots of stained glass and really pretty. And <laughs> Shape through through. Yeah. 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 Um, and they start using two coins to move around, um, you know, throwing a coin and using random bits of metal to keep them balanced. And, you know, if they need to pull a coin back, throw another coin, doing this. Yeah fun little jumping dance thing, which always just in my, my head sounded just really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just make a really cool, like action scene or like a little secret, not even action, just like a little sequence of like using the metals and like the subtle ways to fly around and get to where you want to get to. I'll be honest. When he said the thing about flying up to the window and it's like, he kind of attaches to the window. All I could think was one of those mm-hmm. Garfields that used to be in the back of cars back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why that popped up. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Kelsey would think about how envious he is of Gimmel and like how easily he can push and pull around. And, right. And, and yeah. He's struggling. Um, and they're climbing to the top of the tower, and and, and Kel's like, "What are we doing?" He's like, "We have to go up to go down." That's <laughs> so all his answer is. He's like, "What does that even mean?" And he's like, "We have to go yeah. up." To the... So they finally get to the highest tower, and they stop there, you know. And, and Gimbal just looks around for a little bit, and he's like, "All right, let's go down." <laughs> he's like, "What through the tower?" He's like, "No, no, no, we just go down." Like, we're just going to go over this over the side <laughs> over there. And he explains yeah. like, "I need to get a good bird eye view to figure out where the spot was to get in." Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And as all this is going, uh, you know, and Gimbal compliments Kel, you know, about his abilities. And as he's doing complimenting Kel, he attacks Kel again. Because <laughs> it's Gimbal, and that's oh what we God, do. We dude. just keep on attack. Guys, guys, you, you know, if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. So. Again, the wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this now that you've said it, of course, I cannot get it out of my head. But that's exactly what he does. He's like, hey, it's wrench time. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Justin Long sitting there like on a desk like this, and the wrench comes and hits him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> always think about that scene. Dodgeball. Poor dude. Yeah, and and Kel actually loses his, I guess, I wouldn't say footing, but balance, and actually falls, and it completely disoriented, panics, and if it wasn't for Peter, he would probably would have killed himself in this fall. Yeah, because it was a long fall. <laughs> yeah, this guy hits the ground really hard. <laughs> hits the ground like really freaking hard yeah like bone breaking hard so. kel's like he just tried to kill me again <laughs> like, yep. Just, yep. Par for the course. Just, all right we're going down it's in the basement all right yeah. so um they go through gimbal kills a bunch of guards with uh coins and kel even has this moment where he's like there's your ska like i don't want to kill the guards and then right this is when kel starts getting that whole mantra about well i don't want to kill my brethren, but they're working for the opposition, so they mm-hmm. deserve their fate. This is where that whole, you know, that that challenge, you know, uh, moral moray comes up is right. right here. This is where it's like established for him, which is the same thing that he tells Vin later, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the, the book we just read. So, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Any thoughts about all this before we move into the basement? We skipped over like uh, <clears throat> the part where Gimmel kills a couple of guards, and he like <laughs> he's like talking to himself. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I like him. He almost never complains. The other three complained all the time. This one's strong. No, not strong enough. No, not yet. He'll learn. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> who are you talking to, dude? Oh, he's <laughs> talking to Gollum. That's who he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we likes him. Gallop, Dude, gallop. We likes him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, oh, the, the, the pulling the coins out of the soldiers thing, something about that, it kind of got glossed over initially mm-hmm. when yeah. they retrieved the coins. And then later on, it, it says there's blood still on the coins. I was like, thank you, because that to me is horrific. Yeah. You like <laughs> through and then pull them back through the pot. I've always wondered, like, when they drop the coins <laughs> and they bounce off of them or whatever, or push off of them, I should say, are they pulling on them as well to bring them with them? Like, sometimes are they just well, it depends. So, on you're, you you're remember when, steel, you know, yeah, it depends on which one you burn, but yes, right. yes. Well, so, like, you remember when one you're pushing off and the other one you're, yeah, so action, you remember, so. like, when Kel. Um, jumped out the window to steal the ATM safe from the um, Fincher 
venture compound. Uh, right? Compound. You know, yeah. he uses the saves the anchor. He throws it down first, pushes it down, so he doesn't crash land. But then when he pushes himself up, he reaches back and pulls the safe along with him. Right. So like, so yeah. So yes, to answer your question, yes, they do both. That like road that they used to take to go between, um, I forget what two places. Uh, Philly, Philly oh, from Lord Renew spots yeah. to, uh, uh, well, to all of them. To Luthadel, yeah. Noble from Luthadel to, yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's let, just to, just to help me work this out in my brain. So they just, they're pushing off of one, they're leaving it behind. But like, I guess technically they could be pulling on the next one harder than they're yeah. or yeah. pulling on the back. That's the, brilliant. The I didn't even behind. think about that. I just thought about the pushing, but you're right. I mean, if you it, really it would want take to go faster. Yeah. It would take a off. lot of like skill though, to oh. be able to do that. But. Oh my God. Yes. And yeah, they do. Yeah. Good point. Uh, uh, they also okay. use, use boxing as the smallest denomination usually. Cause it doesn't really, it's just metal. So it's they, so if, if they lose a coin, it's not that big of a deal. Cause they're using like pennies basically. Right. This whole time I thought it was like, push 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 but will you that's brilliant yeah why wouldn't cool. you push pull push mm -hmm. pull push pull that accelerates you like dramatically mm -hmm. that whole thing makes sense good call good call I never yeah about I, yeah i'm just the the anytime shit like that happens i'm just thinking about the allomancy and like technically they could be uh, i'm like oh, whatever just mm -hmm. keep reading dude <laughs> yeah no you're, you're right on it's, no they, they, I, they can I, do I all that it. yeah i love it yeah because that's probably true that's probably yeah. why it's so bad it's fun to think about though isn't it oh so what you could do with that yeah <laughs> holy cow yeah the invention of credit cards are really <laughs> unless it's got the chip reader the chip reader or the uh, the chip the chip might have a little metal in it oh no mastercard destroyed the alamancy and we're now using paper money of life what <laughs> fucking credit cards man that's right that's right yeah. yep anyways yeah so they start heading down further and further uh into this basement it gets darker and darker there's no lights and to the point where they can't even see like the next step in front of them. they don't know if they're gonna just step off a cliff if the stairs go on and kill actually right. gets a pretty smart idea and he takes a whole handful of coins and throws them down and that way he can see all the different blue lines right which is a throwback to how uh the inquisitors see um right right so it's, yeah. a, it's just a little interesting yeah as an element you could do the same thing um just throw all see all the little, little lines and see where everything is mm -hmm. yeah because i was like wait why doesn't he just burn 10 well if it's pitch but, black if it's pitch black i mean there, there's gotta be yeah. some light all it doesn't it, it would enhance the light that's already there so yeah. it would just enhance the <laughs> the dark it's kind of like, it's kind of like those um what are those light goggles the ones that night vision goggles mm-hmm so night yeah. vision goggles are Doesn't the same like way. If it's if it's completely pitch black, yeah, there's only so Nothing. much you can see. It it, huh. it it enhances existing light. Mm -hmm. But if it's like complete darkness, like black, black, black darkness, right. it wouldn't do you any good. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So it, it the science is really really cool about it, but um, it does use like a, a different wavelength to actually try to see. Yeah. Um, but it still has to be able to bounce light off of something for you to perceive it in your eye that makes sense you know have you ever used night vision uh one time and it wasn't nearly as cool as i thought it was going to be but it's because of the environment i was in so it, 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 the most freakiest time i ever used night so when i did my whole sailing trip around the world thing 
Um, we had night vision goggles on the boat just because in the middle of the ocean, it gets really dark sometime at night. Of course. You can't see anything. So Mm -hmm. we had them just for in case we needed them. Like we didn't use them often, but we had just in case. And we pulled up to this one tribal island in Indonesia. Um, And we got there at at nighttime um, and we anchor off and we didn't know if like the locals would come out and we waited a couple of hours and we thought we heard something. So we go and take out the night vision goggles and we put it on in like less than like 20 yards from us. There's a guy in a dugout canoe staring at us in the water. We're like, oh crap, there's a guy right there. <laughs> like, like so did you pull out your bow and arrow? No, I mean, we let him go. He just watched him, uh, made sure he didn't try to board our boat. But it was just like, did not expect to see a person like right next to us. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me he got on the boat and he was like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> this is my, I'm the captain now. No, I'm the captain um, now. <laughs> It was definitely uh definitely freaked me out though. Uh oh, seeing a person that you didn't know was there just staring yeah. at <laughs> eyes glow and night vision goggles, so you see yeah. glowing eye like the person. Oh my god, yeah. That's the freakiest part about night vision goggles, though, is other people's eyes glow. Yeah. And you can see okay, here's the freakiest part. You can see into people's eyes. So it's like you know, like the, the back of people's eyes. You can like look into somebody's eyes if they're close enough. It's the mm-hmm. most eerie thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But otherwise... What's crazy to me is that like they knew you were there before you knew they were there. And, like, oh, yeah. I mean, you're coming yeah. on a sailboat with advanced it's acclimation. They didn't have electricity on the island. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> if you live in dark. an environment that had like, no electricity and it's nighttime and all you live by is like moonlight and starlight and whatever, I mean, you get acclimated to that in a different way. Yeah. And, and we're yeah. all down below with lights on and hanging out playing cards and come up, hear something mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. up and like there's a guy right there like yeah anyway. so um they, they were nice people the next day we hung out with them they they fed us they're great people um nice but, <laughs> anyways um we did not ride on their canoe though i wish i did but they did feed us food it was good fish and some pepper sauce was good um so um so yeah, they finally get down the bottom. There's a door down there, and they open up, and there's light on the other side. Um, so it goes into a lit room, um, and, and he starts thinking about you know the night he was taken captive himself, and he gives a description of the room, and I'll give him a saying, "Where is he? Where is he?" And Kel comes to find another room down there that is full of prisoners. By the way, when he said, "Where is he? Where is he?" all I thought was Admiral Akbar again. It's a trap. That's <laughs> all I thought the whole time. Yeah. Right. But this room's full of prisoners. Yes. And they are beyond tortured. Like, like one's almost flayed, like completely. Like it's, uh, it's he said gruesome. beaten so much, almost flayed. And I was like, wait, huh? What? No. How? That yeah. didn't I can't get that wrapped around in my head. I mean, does that mean you got beaten so much that your skin started to flake off because it was like dead? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what I, that's the image I get. Oh my god, that uh, yeah. Willis, Willis and on and that. this is when Kel starts to change. Like this is what the noblemen are doing to Scott. Yes. Like, like he starts to get angry. Um, and and real- so he admitted that he knew this kind of thing was going on, but he had He's turned nervous. a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is when he has the the whole, I guess this this eureka moment epiphany that mm-hmm. you know if a scott's working for a nobleman and they know stuff's in their turn a blind eye they're just as bad as nobleman yeah. like this is when he has like that whole entire mm-hmm. they're just as bad um 
and, and they find a logbook and they realize they're testing different metals to try to create alamancers. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was interesting as well. I had question mark there. Thoughts on that? It's like a, it's a lab. It's a lab. It's a human yeah, it's a experiment. Lab. That's right. Yeah. Skip yeah. It, that. Uh, said skin ripped off, I think. Um, so not just, not just beaten to his dead, just parts of so her. You guys have that, uh, you guys got the material, uh, the books themselves written. Uh, I don't have Arcanium on about. Well, oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I was going to ask if it, when you guys could pull that because I thought I remembered something about it saying like they were like beaten so much that they were flayed. And I was like, I didn't understand that part. Oh, it was just one, again, it was one woman. So they're all beaten, but one right, woman. Right, right. It's just was, the one woman. Almost though. completely flayed. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I didn't quite understand the correlation because I don't usually think of beaten and played, but I could have misinterpreted or misremembered that phrase. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not a big deal. Seriously, let's keep moving on. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's thinking the entire time, you know, his entire life, he's just been thinking about himself. And he's having this epiphany and this, this, this yeah. moment of realization that, like, this is changing everything. Like, this is not about me. This is bigger. Yeah. Um, and as he's having this, this moment, a person shows up, an old man, and Kel just smiles, uh, throws a coin, and they both push on it, realizing he's also an alimentary. Mm-hmm. A, a misborn, um, and, and they get into the fight. And Kel's just thinking, like, "Okay, Gimbal's gonna come and help me out soon." Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Yep. So they start to fight. He pulls out his trusty uh, dueling, dueling cane. stick. It's uh, <laughs> pimp cane. Trusty pimp cane. You know, and they start. Pimp to, name start slick to fight. back. Get his name is uh, was it is it Chester? 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 Japanese dog, yes. That's his name. Yeah. Japanese dog. So I mean after Kel realizes misborn, he immediately removes all his medals. Um, realizes Gimbal's not coming and just goes into a, you know a fight with a misborn, which is pretty crazy. Um it's a fun little fight scene. Obviously Kel's new to this, so he's definitely inexperienced. Um <clears throat> But eventually gets the better hand, wins, you know, uh, pretty fast by. Yeah, it's a quick fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, thinking it's going to be a hard fight, but I guess what shatters the glass around some, like, I guess, I don't know if they're bottles or whatever, and takes the glass and stabs the guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, he said he remembers, like, at one point they had glass knives and he thinks to pick up the glass. And yeah. Yeah. He cuts himself as it. he does it, but yeah, this doesn't care. Also um, in that fight, it was it was crazy that he's wearing a jacket and his buttons, the buttons on his jacket started shaking and he realized, oh, there must be some metal flakes in my buttons. So he yeah. takes the jacket off. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and as he steps, Slushler, Slushler, Shitsu, we're just going to call him Shitsu. He says, I can't die. And Kel responds, anyone can die. Anyone can die. 42. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I love I love it, and I'm using love in the air quotes right here. Love this. That Gibble just strolls in and goes, Man, I thought this fight would be longer. I was too uh, fast. <laughs> man, dude, he came in, he came in kicking rocks like oh, mm, man. Man, I should have found a better opponent. Yeah. They got too weak for the first one. Yep. Yeah. I wanted yep. this one to be a good challenge for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, um, you know, Kel starts to free the woman, but Gimel doesn't even care about the prisoners at all. He's just sitting there looking for this, uh, looking for, um, you know, through a book on the 11th, on this thing called the 11th medal. And he's just sitting there scouring through the book and um, he's trying to find, I guess, this medal. And Kel's just like, are we going to help these people? And he's like, I don't care. We're just here for the medal. I don't care about these people. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, Kel takes the book and we end this chapter with him thinking this is the beginning of a bigger plan and uh, ends le- it ends with him leaving, you know, after freeing everybody, leaving the, the keep thinking, uh, I need to go make a Mistborn cloak now. Right, because he wanted a Mistborn cloak. Yeah, he wanted exactly. one in the beginning and he said, oh, you yeah. don't deserve one. Like, you don't get one. <laughs> yeah, You're not a real boy. So yeah, I mean, this is definitely, I guess the, it, it, it's a nice little, I say nice, it's a horrific scene, but it's a nice little titch uh lens into kel's motivations and where it all started for kel yeah yeah um it's because before this he had no he had no inspiration to overthrow the lord ruler or to any of that stuff he could care like i said he turned a blind eye he care less he was a thieving part of a thieving crew he was just Mm -hmm. in it for himself and to make money and to really care about any of the other stuff and this is this was a turning point where he's like we got to do something about this this is Mm -hmm. this is wrong right Um, yeah so interesting so that's how we end the eleventh medal. Just him leaving, saying, we "Got a plan now." Of course, we know what the plan was later. Mm-hmm. The plan that got changed a million times and got. Well, the question is, did it get changed a million times? But in the book, was that the plan all along? I mean, there were some makeups, definitely. But right, I mean, there are some things that obviously occurred that were mm-hmm. premeditated all day long. Sure, I mean, you can tell that. I mean, it. it so he had some machinations in play, in, in, in play but mm-hmm. there are some things where he was just adapting and he was just, ah, you know what? Might be the best thing here. Um, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Yeah. And he just adapt- he, again, he just kept adapting and figuring things out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Mr. Uh, Miyagimo, uh, yeah, interesting dude. Interesting yeah. dude. You know? Gimel's, uh, yeah, interesting mm-hmm. character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more about him later. Okay. I just get, I get a feeling that because number one, he's not around. He's not around in the first book at all. It mentioned he's mentioned. Yeah, he so is mentioned. He's mentioned, but he's not around. So that means um, something did he went die? down. Did he? Yeah. So we. Uh, so I'm interested in that, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The fact that he's crazy, I'm like, I feel like I feel like this is my prediction. I feel like some ish went down between him and Kel. I think he pops off, does something stupid, mm-hmm. comes at Kel the wrong way, and Kel like has to reluctantly take him out. Yeah. That's my guess. Um I mean, because he's just he's just he's he's too He's just shooting from the hip, and he's just too wild. He's too wild. I'm like, uh, and he's not around too. And I think Kel's gonna probably be like, okay, you're just too dangerous for your own good. Yeah. So um, it's never actually said in the books, but there is um, from Brander Sinison on Reddit. Um, there was a question that was asked: said, "Is the final piece of Gimel or the training with Gimel for Kelsier is to fight him to the death, Gimel to the death?" And Brandon Simpson responded saying, "It seems like something Gimel would do." 
Oh wow! No kidding. <laughs> oh, and that was from that was from a Reddit post that Brandon just sent. So, so not, that's not basically it's like your final test. Kill me. <laughs> is that is yeah. that what we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, so that, yeah. That's I mean, Darth that's, Vader. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, that's that's from Reddit from 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 uh, from Brandon's. But it's uh, that's wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's and, about and as that far would as check as, out. That yeah. that would clock perfectly. If yeah. it was, if it's, if that's my take, I mean, like Skill hints that there's been three others. Whatever to the other three misborn that right. he trained. Did he train them? And he was like, okay. Because when he's talking to himself, test. he's like, he's like, there's been three others. Be stronger. <laughs> he's the final test, and all he does is raises his fists and is like, yoink. <laughs> he's that crazy right now. So yeah. What's that? What, 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 what's that? It's 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 blurred. It's fuzzy, blurred. man, because of your your, your, uh, your, your camera your settings. Filter. You have your camera settings set to fuzz the background, Will. So oh, I see I see Kel and a Mistborn cloak guy. Oh, okay, got you. All right. I think that's Kel. And I, th- I thought it was a squid monster. So it's it's Kel Kel on one side with Gimel on the other. Oh, okay. Okay. Gimel's with the mist cloak. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And this is the this is the artwork you see before you even start reading it. So obviously. Okay. You can see Gimel with the crazy hair and the mist cloak looking uh-huh. like a freaking lunatic. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted to share that as we were talking about him because it kind of helps. Uh, oh, that, yeah. that frames it perfectly well. Thank I, you. I don't actually own the book Arcane Unbound, which is cool that it has the artwork like that. That's cool. That's, I've yeah. never seen that. Cool. Yeah, it, it makes him look like a just total bad I just had the audio yeah. book for it. I probably need to buy it. <laughs> There's some cool artwork in this book. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there is. I haven't looked at all of it, obviously, because I don't want to like spoil anything. But yeah. that one yeah. was like Gimel just looks like a crazy, yeah, a crazy dude. And just, Kel... <laughs> <laughs> Gimel, yeah. the uh, the the hermit misborn, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a crazy man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, any final thoughts on all this before uh, we end? I would do a favorite character, but there's not really much characters to pick from. <laughs> It's like uh, favorite character here. I like the older woman that got rescued. Yeah. She 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 got rescued. She was in a bad place, but she still had a little bit of swagger to her. She, I was like, she, I'm right. like the other. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, uh, mine's gonna be the uh, one of the coins that that he ripped out of the cards. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you're killing me, Will. <laughs> Mine's the wrench. Nah. Mine's the wrench. The wrench. <laughs> <laughs> the wrench. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that clocks in. The poopy flavored lollipop. The Will, that's your character. Is the poopy flavored lollipop, man. Come on. Man. Bingo. Oh, Going on the bingo, bingo card. Bingo. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> So, um, any other final thoughts or anything you wanted to add about all this? Uh, did you guys enjoy this read? I mean, like I said, it's a nice little quick, yeah, I mean, quick yeah, little it, read between books. It's a nice departure. Um, I love anything that gives us a. I love backstory. Anything yeah. gives us backstory on whatever motivations, uh, character development. I'm always a fan of that. Um, yeah. So I was happy to get that information. Um, yeah. It was um, it, it, when you hear the eleventh medal as the name of the chapter of the uh, yeah what well, was a chapter in the book yeah um book, yeah. i thought it would be like more about it but then i was like oh that's right yeah it, just because of the chapter title it might allude to some minor story point or something like that so right. 
Um, well, he was there yeah. trying to get the loved metal, I guess, but right, right. trying to figure that to out. Figure that, was the, that was the whole point of invading this one particular key. But yeah, I like. And, uh, it, it, it is, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I like the uh, the order we did it in. I know you can you're like you can read it before you read Mistborn, yeah. but this one uh, it it was a nice break between reading you know two three chapters a week and then like one. Now I really want to get into what's next. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Will you you nailed it, dude. I'm sitting here like pointing to the screen. I'm like, yeah, Will oh. nailed it. <laughs> it, it. I it it said in the book as I was you know listening to it audio book. Um, it said you can read this before, and I was like, "No, you shouldn't. No, you, shouldn't. no. <laughs> you really shouldn't, because no. there's yeah. no context at all." It's uh, then, yeah. yeah, I would have been lost. Yeah, I wouldn't know what Alamancy was. Nope. I wouldn't know what Half Sin was. I wouldn't know what blah 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 blah. Yeah, it just been like words on a page. It would have meant yeah, anything. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, if you could just translate this into Chinese, I'd probably have a better time of understanding it." <laughs> Uh, yeah, because the Mandarin version is is the one that you want to go for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, reading, reading out the first book, it definitely adds more gravitas and and, and makes more Absolutely. sense. I mean, no, just, the, yeah, the ordering is perfect. Yeah. Again, read the first book, then come then, here. Yeah, then come here. Exactly. Highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's, there's a lot of holes still that need to be filled for me from just mm -hmm. reading this oh, short sure. story. Yeah, but uh, that's I mean, understood. I think Ipa said, uh, you know. There's definitely more here than yeah. most people realize. So yeah, he said I'm I read it once to... years ago, and now remembering what's going on is definitely more here than I recalled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people sure. that read this, if you don't read it right, <laughs> I think it's like I said. I, I I watched a lot of people talk about when to read different things, and the the person that suggested this order made the point that you're not too far removed from from Kel's ending. Uh, to, from his death, um, so it's still fresh as a character. Versus yeah. if you read it later in the series, it's like oh, going back and trying to remember the events of the first book. And, you know, it's a it's, it's a nice little perfect spot to put it. It's, so, yeah. so when was this book? And again, I have no, I know nothing else about this book because I was just scared about spoiler blah blah blah. When was this uh, book of short stories published? Was it published? Uh, so it has way later um, than everything else. Not way late. So uh, I think it was published before Rhythm of War. Um, so before Mistborn Four. Okay. Uh, let's see. Published date. Um, Wikipedia. It was published in 2016. Okay. So, uh, and I think it's been updated as well. Oh. Um, wow. But but yeah. Um, so 2016. First. So. <clears throat> First mass market edition was 2018. So it was 2018. Okay. Well, 2016 and then 2018. 2018. Oh, so it was, up, it was updated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just was trying to get a feel for like, I mean, there's a novella that takes place between, hold on, I can tell you. Um, there's a novella that takes place uh, between the second and third uh, Mistborn books. So. At that point, he would have finished all the first Mistborn trilogy. I think the second one as well. So I think he wrote those. He did those in a weird order. So the second, the second uh, trilogy. Well, it's actually four books, but he wrote it as a trilogy. Then a fourth book that just came out this year. Um, yeah, I have the same question as Zul. What was that? Were, were some of the stories published at different times? 
Yeah, so I, I'm looking on the Wikipedia right now. So it looks like, uh, yes, yeah, so the story's war. So um, this particular Love of Metal was, was, was originally released in 2011. Um, but there were some sort, short stories that were published as late as 2016. Um, but it looks like 2007 was the first short story that, that's inside this collection. So, yeah, the short stories came out at different times. It was compiled in a collection in 2018 but it looks like between 2007 and 2016 is pretty much a, like a 10 year or nine year run of short stories that were eventually compiled and there are other short stories that that fall outside of this that have been published after this but yeah we'll get to those <laughs> what are the odds we're going to get through like i mean are all these short stories in this book applicable yes at some point in time yes Cool, because I'm. A hundred. I really kind of want to. I kind of want to read this whole book. Yeah, <laughs> so, we, we will. We will in piecemeal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we can will I, can I read the acknowledgments and the preface? They're like three pages long. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I need more. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, can you uh, read the ISBN number, please? Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> the author's note, please. The author's note. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Can you read the jacket of the book? That would be yeah. Great. Can you read the jacket of the book? Yeah. <laughs> now you, we will read more of these as as time goes right. on. But but next week we're going to jump right into the Well of Ascension. Uh, we're going to be doing the first three chapters. So back to the uh, the reading game. So the Well of Ascension uh, first three chapters so uh get my trilogy out it's stuck but um i think you were shaking it because it was like a a, a magic eight ball <laughs> yeah trying to trying to remember it uh no i was trying to get, a, get get one of the books out so i can share the cover but now it's not nice. working um there it goes um as it rips apart oh okay. <laughs> no it's just the like the box it comes in i don't know why i shoved it back in here i should just left it on the shelf without it but uh um, yeah, well, Ascension, we're doing the first three chapters there. So um, uh, it's actually not that cool cover, but anyway, um, this has broken glass. And, oh, man, that, that's a far um, cry from the last book. I mean, last yeah, book had a great cover. Yeah. Well, the actually, last, the last book had numerous great covers because I went out and like did this whole deep dive yeah. into all the different variant, sorry, comic book term, yeah. variant covers for that book. And I was like, these are great I love the my favorite is still the anime slash manga version. That thing was hot. That's a Japanese version of it. Yeah. Oh, it looks okay. so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a bunch of different cover designs. There's actually yeah. a new one. There's new ones that just that just came out. Dude, I, there, there must um, be like 30 different covers for this book because obviously it's been published numerous times and whatever but there's this japanese version if you get a chance we'll check it out yeah dude i had no idea to get in get in there get in there yeah Mm -hmm. love love some artwork oh yeah me too oh yeah and and also i mean if you ever have the chance they're expensive but i've i've bought one of them before if you go to uh dragon steel books dragon steel is the name of um of uh company Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to Dragon Steel Books, the leather bound editions have tons of artwork in them. Ooh. Now they're 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 pricey because they're leather bound and they're oh, huge, yeah. and, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Do they have um, art books at all? Like, well, actually, no, I know they don't because typically in comic books, art books are like limited to one artist's and it's all their yeah. works. That wouldn't 
apply here. It'd be different artists. So never mind. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. The leather bounds are beautiful. Um, actually, yes. uh, one of our, uh, one of, one of my co-hosts on the Will Reads, Chris, uh, he got married last year and I was able to score him a signed copy of Miss Board, Final Empire, leather bound. Oh, um, that's what's up. Yeah. It's like in that, as his wedding present, that's what I gave him. And it's, uh-huh. it, it was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, nice. like, it's one of those things you put on your shelf and you don't touch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh huh. But yeah. Yep. Anyways. Um. But yeah. So three three chapters next week. Uh, we'll jump right into the Well of Ascension, and uh, okay. looking forward to it. So. Yeah. In the meantime, how we can be found is at thecosmicreads.com. Uh, go check it out. Uh, find our episodes there. You can listen to it right on the website. Uh, you can also find links to Discord or Twitter soon to be facebook our merchandise new merch coming um and uh yeah a bunch of other stuff also join our patreon we do have patreon it's, it's highly appreciated if you decide to pledge uh we would we would shout you out and and love you forever we'll love you we're at an all-time high aren't we of patreons now yeah just just two <laughs> yeah but it's okay yeah yeah you got, that's you right you, you would be in the best of company though you'd yeah, be almost amongst, next you would be amongst yeah. champions and stars yeah there you go <laughs> go go check it out uh lots of different levels lots of tiers lots of things yeah. that we're willing to give you uh it helps go towards giveaways which we'll do another one soon so anyway that's all i got for this week so until next time guys Thank you for listening to The Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time.